0: My name is Mark Ongley. I'm pastor of a small church in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania called Ashes to Life. And I'm also author of a new book. It's called Into the Light Healing Sexuality in Today's Church. When you think of the words sexuality and church, you probably your mind gravitates toward the great divide within church and culture over the issue of, of homosexuality and same sex marriage. How is it that we got so riveted on that one issue when the prevalence of sexual abuse and sexual addiction and, and other kinds of sexual maladies are so, um, so common in our culture and in the church pew? Well, there are a number of reasons why we've become riveted on that one issue, but I, I, in the book I present a parable that I think explains most of the reason in the book, it's, it's a parable of a dysfunctional family of an alcoholic. When one parent is the alcoholic, uh, usually the other parent is the enabler. And the children, they all fall into stereotypical roles. Uh, the youngest child often becomes the one who escapes, crawls into a shell, gets involved in in uh, video games, incessant TV watching, uh, rarely crawling back out of that shell. The oldest child becomes the parent of the children, uh, becomes in charge of making sure homework gets done. And um, uh, the middle child becomes a scapegoat, scapegoat usually, uh, finding no attention at home seeks attention in other ways, gets in trouble at school, gets in trouble with friends, and uh, instead of getting the kind of attention that he or she really needs, the scapegoat receives the anger and angst of the whole family system. The unofficial rules in a family system like that are uh, you can't talk about the real issue. You can't talk about the elephant in the room, which of course is the alcoholic parent. So, and you can't have feelings about the elephant in the room either. Um, so all the feelings and all the anger and angst get focused on the scapegoat child. And those who study such things have found that similar dynamics can happen in corporations, organizations, and yes, denominations. I believe when it comes to the issue of sexuality, the gay and lesbian community has been the scapegoat. The real elephant in the room is the sexual revolution that the church has never really known how to deal with. And um, there's been a no talk rule. Uh, we, and, and then the oldest child, the one who becomes the parent of the other children, the one who is sometimes known as the hero of the family, uh, that is the evangelical evangelicals of which I am one. We have focused our angst and anger at the scapegoat issue while ignoring the sexual revolution and all the crippling effects of a a culture that's gone headlong into a pagan uh, worldview which places sex at the center of the universe. I think we can do better. I think we need to do better. But yet it's been 40 years where this polarization and this fixation on one issue have developed. So how do we find our way out of this morass? How do we find our way into something uh, more functional? I believe a few, few things are starting points. First of all, we need to learn to talk about sexuality in healthy ways within a church. Now, talking about our own personal sex lives, that's off-limits, of course but it doesn't mean we can't talk about sexuality and God's good design. There is much in God's word that's very clear, very frank, very beautiful about how God has designed us, how the fall has distorted and affected our sexuality, and how it can be redeemed through the cross of Christ. So we need to begin engaging in that conversation. And the book that I've written, Into the Light, Healing Sexuality in Today's Church is meant to facilitate that. Uh, secondly, we need to develop a warm and robust theology of sexuality. I address that in a different seven-minute seminary, seminary video. But uh, instead of sound bites and scattered shots from verses of scripture, We need to look at the broader issues as presented in the Bible. And thirdly, we need to learn how to be the healing hands of Christ and focus on the elephant. How can we corral this elephant and bring healing to those who've been trampled and trounced by a runaway sexual revolution? If we had spent as much time, energy, money, and ink on issues such as sex trafficking, as we have on homosexuality, what amazing things could happen for the glory of God if we had spent as much training to train people how to help someone who's been sexually abused, how we could be the healing hands of Jesus in this world. And so let us decide to repent from this dysfunctional way of, of living out church I am a recovering um, uh, oldest child in the family. Uh, I am a, a recovering evangelical. I still hold to the traditional view of same-sex attraction. I do a lot of counseling in the areas of abuse, addiction, and other sexual issues. Uh, the traditional view of same-sex attraction makes the most sense to me from what I see in science, what I see in scripture, and what I experience is I counsel people with all kinds of issues. Uh, former prostitutes, people with pedophilic attractions, all kinds of issues. And so I believe we can, we can turn this thing around, but it's going to take years, going to take years. We need to begin the conversation in the local church, talk about sex in healthy ways, develop a, a robust and warm theology of sexuality, and learn to be the healing hands of Jesus.